What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I'm joined by UConn freshman Catherine Stockdale. But before we get to her interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our Instagram and YouTube channel and Twitter account at College Hockey Talk. Also, follow our Spotify page and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate that as well. Now, like I just mentioned earlier, our guest today is Catherine Stockdale. She's a freshman from the UConn women's hockey team. A great interview with her. We talk about her first year with the UConn Huskies, and we also talk about her days before UConn and her journey to D1 college hockey. So without further ado, here's the interview with Catherine. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I am joined by UConn women's hockey freshman, Catherine Stockdale. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Catherine. How's everything going? Hi, thanks for having me. Everything's going pretty well. That's good to hear. And I want to start off this podcast by talking about last weekend's series you had against Vermont. Uh, You unfortunately lost both of those games. But overall, what did you take away uh, from those games that will help you out in the rest of the year? Yeah, that was definitely a hard one, but I think we took away as a team coming out stronger um, our first period and really our intensity. We boosted it in the second game, but things just didn't go our way. So I think that's the biggest thing we need to work on. But other than that, we will definitely be ready for next weekend. Yeah, and looking at the bigger picture of this season, what are some positive things you have taken away from this year so far? Um, this year positives, I would say, uh, on the ice, definitely the speed of the game is a lot stronger than when I played junior. So that's something I really looked forward to. And also this year, my team's really awesome. Like it's kind of a family dynamic. So that's a huge positive that makes coming to the rink a lot fun and like makes you want to come to the rink and makes you want to play hockey which is awesome yeah and what was the biggest adjustment you had to make uh, to college hockey was it the mental side of the game making quicker decisions with the puck or was it more the physicality playing against players that are four years older than you are yeah I would say a little mix of both like definitely the speed of the game is way faster and people are definitely older and stronger than me which is a challenge but um you learn to cope with it as like you get more games in and stuff. So I think just coming from a, a little bit slower pace of a game, but that's something I really looked at and the intensity. It's a lot, not only are the girls faster, but like the game, the passing, everything on the ice is a lot faster. Yeah, and what's the biggest improvement you've made to your game this year, you think? Um. The biggest improvement I would say I made to my game is quicker decisions with the puck. I think before I had more time to like think and kind of do my own thing, but now uh, learning new plays and stuff with this team is a lot different. So I think just making quicker decisions and thinking more about the newer systems is something that I definitely had to uh, add to my game. Yeah, and uh, what's it like to play this season without any fans? And has that been an adjustment for yourself? Because I know at Frady's, it's you can get it can get pretty packed up in there, and it feels like the fans are kind of on top of you. What's it like not having that crowd? 
Yeah, well, I actually haven't experienced a huge crowd. In junior, we didn't have too many fans. So coming in, uh, it was really quiet in the rink. You can definitely hear people, but I'm really looking forward in the upcoming years to have more fans in the stands because I haven't really experienced that yet. So that's what I'm looking forward to. You've also had to adjust to many schedule changes throughout the season. How have you mentally stayed prepared for all those postponements and changes that have been made to your schedule so far? Because I know at the beginning of the year you were supposed to play Vermont, but then like a day later you're now have to go to Providence and play there. <laughs> yeah, um, you can never take anything for granted because you never know if you're actually playing the day of. Until the day comes, you're like, okay, we're playing. But until then – you don't know whether you're playing or not because of like positives and stuff like that. So I think mentally you can't prepare too much. You kind of just have to have more of a go with the flow mentality versus like, yep, we're playing this weekend, everything's set. So that's kind of how I had to cope with the scheduling changes. Yeah. And what's it like preparing for teams, not having as much time to prepare for them as you would in a normal season at juniors? Yeah, it's a lot different. Like video, our video, we kind of have to put it in right away. Like, oh, we're switching teams now. Like when we went from Vermont to Providence, we had to switch our video up and look at their systems and stuff like that. So it is a quite a big difference. But I think um, just it's kind of like a learning experience. You just have to go with what you got and just keep keep going kind of thing. Yeah, and um, three and three overtime has also been introduced to college hockey this year. Uh, what has that been like for yourself, uh, being an offensive player and having more space on the ice uh, for more scoring opportunities? Yeah, I really like 3v3. I think it just opens the ice up a lot more, and it gives you more time with the puck, and you can really um, look for your teammates and have some plays. You have to play both, like, D and offense, just because you're constantly rotating and stuff. So I really like it. I enjoy it. Yeah, and does that make you more defensively sound? Because if you make one little defensive mistake, it can cause an odd man rush and for another goal opportunity for the other team. Oh, yeah, for sure. You really have to focus on and you have to know where like both your players are at all times just in case you do make that little error to make sure someone's behind you. And if they're not, maybe rethink your decision on how you're going to go about it with the puck a little riskier or a little safer just based on the 3v3 idea. Now, you beat one of the best teams in college hockey in Boston University. Talk about that upset, because it seemed to me after that game, you took some of that positive momentum into the series against Merrimack you had the next weekend. Yeah, after we beat uh, BU, we were pumped. The next weekend, we felt like we were on a an constant up. So uh, that really helped us for that weekend. And it was just, yeah, we got offensively, we scored a lot more in that game. So I think that's what helped us the following series. We were thinking more of an offensive mindset, which definitely helped us. Yeah, and you scored your first collegiate goal against Merrimack. Uh, talk about that goal, and who did you call first after the game? Oh, yeah. Um, I was really excited about that because it was uh, right before Christmas break, before we got to go home for a bit. So scoring that goal before the second half of the season started was really nice. And I think I called my brother right after I scored. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Now, how have the upperclassmen helped your transition into college hockey, especially leaders like Natalie Snodgrass and Emily Reed, who's done a good job with your leadership for your team so far? 
Yeah, on ice, they've definitely um, showed us like how during practice, like it can be fun, but you also have to focus and that kind of aspect of how college is very different. So um, they definitely showed us at practice, like the pace of the game and stuff like that. And um, watching them play, you can grow from it and just their experience and the way that they possess the puck is something that I look at. And yeah, it's definitely helped my game look at some of the things that they do on the ice. Now, what's it like to play under coach Chris McKenzie and how has he helped your hockey development? Oh yeah, Coach Mac is awesome. Um, he's, they tell you all like the thing, the little things you need to work on and they're really supportive. And um, yeah, I really enjoy all my coaches. They're great to play with. They make our like team more of like a family and um, so it makes coming to practice uh, really fun and I, yeah, I enjoy it. They're also, they don't sugarcoat things as well. Like if they see something that you need to improve on, they'll tell you so that you can like work on it. And I like that a lot. Yeah. And uh, talk about your off season this year and what did you do to prepare for this season with all the challenges you probably faced with ice time being limited and gyms being closed? Yeah, um, definitely. It was quite tricky. I, my gyms didn't open up till later in the summer. So I did, I had kind of like a homemade gym in my basement. So I would Zoom meet with my trainer and like my other people in my training group that are other uh, college athletes from different teams. And we would Zoom meet and work out together, which was fun because I could still like, instead of training in that group during the summer, I could work out with them on Zoom. And other than that, I did a lot of rollerblading hockey because of the rinks were closed. So I would stick handle with my brother outside. And when the ice opened up, I definitely jumped on that right away and got as much as I could. Yeah. And um, I want to transition now to the beginning of your hockey career. You're from Ottawa. Uh, what was it like growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, I actually started playing hockey um, later in life. Like I would say most people start when they're super young, but I was like 10. I started off figure skating and playing ringette, which a lot of people in the States haven't heard of. And so I'd play ringette and figure skating. And then um, my brother played hockey. So I always grew up watching him and my dad play. And I asked my parents if I could try out. So I tried out, but I wanted to also play ringette and figure skating at the same time. So when I made hockey, my parents were like, yeah, you can only do that one. Sorry. So I had, I quit ringette and figure skating and just stuck with hockey and I never looked back. Yeah. And who was your favorite player growing up and how do you try to model your game after their game? My favorite player growing up was Steven Stamkos. Um, I hit sick hands, so I really modeled that and I tried some of his moves sometimes and um, he's a really hard shot and one timer. So that's something I looked at and definitely tried to get as close to <laughs> or like work on that. How's your one timer compared to his? Oh, um, definitely. I definitely need some work on that to even compare to his. That's for sure. Now, you were mentioning him throughout the podcast, but you have an older brother who also plays college hockey with Alabama Huntsville. What's it like to have an older sibling who also plays hockey, and how does that help your hockey development? And what's your communication with him like during a college hockey season? Yeah, I would say um, growing up, it was very competitive. 
with all sports. Like um, we would always go on the outdoor rinks and play together, which was really fun. And we would go on like training sessions together. So just looking at teaching each other new moves and new things that we found was growing up really helped my hockey. And um, yeah, communication, we talk after every game and stuff like that. We watch each other's games. So yeah, and then we kind of like tell each other like, oh, like <laughs> maybe on that play and we kind of call each other out, which is fun. Yeah, I enjoy it. Now, before UConn, you played for the Ottawa Lady Senators, uh, where you got to play with a lot of D1 college hockey commits like Gigi Pora, who is someone we've had on the podcast previously. How was your experience there, and what did how did that how did you get the opportunity to play with that program? Yeah, so my coach uh, at the time, his name was Bernie Pym. He uh, kind of really helped us grow as players and um, taught us a lot of things because he used to coach guys hockey and then transferred to girls hockey for that season. So like with Gigi and all the other players, um, he definitely taught us and prepared us more for college, which I liked. And he would always talk about college and how fast you have to be and like um, more like how your mentality should be. So I feel like that helped all of us on that team get to where we are. You also played for the Nepean Junior Wildcats. How did playing for that organization help prepare you for college hockey? Yeah, that was a great organization. Um, they helped prepare me a lot by um, teaching us new moves and stuff like that and um, taught us kind of like how it's going to be different because they also had a lot. We also had a lot of players there going to college hockey as well. So all the people there working together, like on each line, everyone's good. So it really helped me like play with good players all the time. That's yeah. You also played soccer and field hockey growing up and you were very successful at both sports, winning three city championships in soccer and one championship in field hockey. How did playing other sports help your development as a hockey player? Yeah, um, field hockey, when I started off, it was a tricky one because I am a left-handed shot. So switching to right was kind of tricky, but caught on pretty quick. So I feel like, and soccer as well, it definitely helped my fitness, both of them. And um, it just gives you more, like soccer, you can kind of see plays. And I find that helps with hockey and also field hockey. Both of them kind of connect together, not only cardio, but uh, they help with like field hockey helped my hands a lot learning both step, like left and right and soccer um, having the ability to, to like see people on the pitch and stuff like that helps me to like keep my head up more on the ice so yeah kind of adds a little more dynamics to my game. Do you think I've noticed a lot of people who play just one sport throughout their whole lives, they seem to get kind of burnt out just playing that one sport. Do you think playing those other sports helped your love for hockey grow even more? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because when I was younger, I would um, be all dressed in my soccer stuff and then quickly switch to hockey like an hour later, doing that like every day. So I think it helped me to go um, really love both sports. And then when you pick one, like when I had to pick hockey over soccer and field hockey, it was definitely a challenge because you learn to like love all the sports. 
but then you can focus more. But as a kid, yeah, like you don't burn out as quick because your mentality's on many different things rather than just focusing and stressing yourself out on hockey. And you also played for Team Ontario Blue and went to nationals. Uh, talk about representing your province and playing in that tournament. Yeah, um, representing them was super fun. It was definitely a new experience playing with uh, new girls for the first time on that weekend. And um, the outcome, we unfortunately lost in the bronze medal game, but uh, playing with all of them, you learn new stuff and you can grow off of each other. And I had some great coaches too that definitely taught me a lot. And it's an experience that I'll remember for a while. Yeah, and talk about your recruiting process and why did you want to come to Connecticut and play college hockey? Yeah, um, definitely. I love the program and where the coaches saw our program going. I also loved um, how close the team was and how close the team and the coaches are and how they bond with like, it's like a family. It's not just like you come and your teammates, it's like everyone's so close. So that aspect, and I also love the campus. So those are some reasons why I chose UConn. Now talk about what it's like to play in hockey East because it's probably one of the most competitive conferences in college hockey. What's it like being a player in that conference and playing that great competition every single night? Oh yeah, every game is not easy. So, uh, and you look forward to every game because if you do lose, you can bounce back and for the next game and you know every team's going to be good. So there's no off weekend, which I found, yeah. Now all the teams in Hockey East this year are making the playoffs. So as a player, how do you try to maintain that playoff urgency heading into the playoffs this year, knowing that you're already going to make it uh, for the rest of this season? Yeah, um, I think every game, our team's very competitive. So we want to like win every game. So I don't think that will affect us too much because I think we always want to play urgent. But since we are already in the playoffs, we don't try to think about it too much. It kind of just is something we know about so that we can continue with our urgency and our intensity. Now, how have you balanced both academics and hockey at such a high level and an elite level at such a prestigious university like UConn? Yeah, it was definitely a challenge coming from high school to this new academic experience. I would say um, I learned to use calendars and stuff like that and to balance my time so that I don't forget about any assignments or any what time I have to be at practice at. So that has really helped me with my balancing both of them. Now, how have you adapted to online schooling? Has that been tough for yourself? Yeah, um, adapting to online school schooling is tough because I find when you just do it, like you're schooling in your room, the environment gets kind of tiresome. So finding new environments and new places to work on your online schooling around campus has helped me a lot to stay focused and be eager to learn. And we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first question is, what music do you like to listen to? I love country. Who's your go-to artist? Because I know that uh, Morgan Wallen released a new album that everyone's been talking about in the country um, world. Definitely Morgan Wallen. And I'm also a huge fan of Tim McGraw. Nice. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve. Oh, 
I would say when people chew very loud. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely annoying. Um, mine yeah. is probably slow driving. It can get pretty annoying sometimes, especially here in New England. Oh, for sure. Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why? I would say, I would say Morgan Wallen, just because during lunch I'd ask him to come, like hopefully make a song out of our lunch or something like that. Maybe I'd make the the next album. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Now, what's your favorite dining hall at UConn? Oh, definitely Putnam because it's the only dining hall that makes smoothies. So that really boosts my morning. Nice. Now, speaking of your teammates, um, who has the best style on the team besides yourself, obviously? Ooh, best style. I would say Danica, Pasqua, and Cam Wong. Both of their styles are very nice. Now, who is the funniest on the team? Oh, definitely boozy. Now, what sports do you like to follow on campus besides women's hockey? Because I know UConn has a great athletics program. Yeah, um, my roommates and I watch the basketball games, the women's basketball games, a lot on, on the TV now, especially since we can't watch, we watch them there. So those are fun to watch. Yeah, and um, right outside my window is the field hockey uh, field, so I can watch some of their games and their scrimmages as well. What's your thoughts on Paige Beckers? I know she's making a very much of a big impact on the women's basketball team at UConn. Yeah, I heard she got Rookie of the Week twice now. So that's huge. That's awesome. I hope they continue to keep it going and show everyone what UConn's about. Now back to some hockey questions. Uh, what do you think should be done to help grow women's hockey? I know a lot of strides have been made by the PWHPA and the NWHL, but do you think there's anything else that should be done to help grow the sport? Um, I would say just more awareness. And um, I found during the World Juniors, uh, TSN did a good job of in, like including like women's hockey players on the commercials, as well as like some of the team, the Team Canada goalie had some of the players on their helmets. So just awareness like that, like sometimes it's the little things. And yeah, that's what I'd say. Now, what advice would you give a younger player trying to make D1 college hockey? I would say to um, continue to keep your passion for hockey and don't lose it because being passionate about hockey can help you to improve yourself and um, help you to want to go on the ice more and make you want to um, work on the things that you need to for college hockey. So just keeping that, that ability to be passionate about hockey and love the game will help a lot. Now, what should I do better as an interviewer to improve this podcast? Um, I don't know. I really like it. I follow your Instagram as well. And I enjoy all of your content. So thanks for having me on. No problem. I appreciate you coming on. Is there any shout outs you'd like to give to any of your family members, teammates, or anyone else you might know? Any shout outs? Um, I, maybe just my brother. Yeah. And yeah, that's about it. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I wish you all the best for the rest of the season. I'll definitely try to promote uh, yourself and the rest of the team uh, throughout the rest of the year. Oh, thank you so much. No problem. Have a great day. It was nice meeting you. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.
Just wanted to say thank you so much to Catherine for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it so much, and I wish her nothing but the best uh, with UConn. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. It literally means the world to me, and I appreciate it. Uh, You can watch this entire interview on our YouTube channel at College Hockey Talk. I'll be posting some of our older interviews on that YouTube channel as well, so make sure you subscribe to that. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next time with another great podcast. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye.